Welcome to Two Sacks in a Shack. We're your hosts, Gabe and Abe. Sit back, relax, and let's have some fun in the shack. Abe, I wrote those notes for no reason, but I wrote them. Thank you. That's what I was trying to tell you, bro. Stop scripting shit like the NFL. That's not scripted. It's bullet points. Gabe, facts. Intro. Facts. This is the intro. <sighs> I'm waiting. We're bullshitting for the intro. And then as it rolls into... I don't know. We'll get back. Oh, hey, didn't notice you. I'm I'm Bob Ross. Today we're painting a, a, a forest. Gabe, intro. That is. Welcome back, guys. Welcome wow, so back to the shack. Natural. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Gabe, does I this think sound you like should, an intro? I think you should make a song called Welcome Back. Welcome back. There's already a song. Welcome back. The welcome, and then you could do it in your, you could do it in your Tony Montana voice. Bone Thugs and Harmony. I don't know, but you could do it in your Tony Montana voice. Google who sings that welcome back song. We're in the intro, and you're you're doing it checked already. Look, you don't make the rules, Gabe. (laughs) This is a takeover. And then you want to play rough? You can sing it. I like their Arnold voice better, bro. (laughs) I like that one. I didn't sound bad. No, that's not John's bad. I'm pretty sure it was a Bone Thugs and Harmony, but. Maybe you should like a Bone Thugs and Harmony. Welcome. Anyway, so as we're saying, what's up? Not sponsored by Trulies, but we got a little ASMR. Not sponsored by Clear Cup. What is that anyway? The Clear Cup of what? Absinthe. Don't worry about it. I am. Wow, that is very. People need ASMR. Gabe, can you tell us what ASMR is? ASMR is when you're doing like that. That's ASMR. What even is that? You're just, you're just, you sound like you're farting in the mic. Hey, Adrian, Google A. (laughs) Google, what does ASMR stand for? Because I know, I know what it is. Okay, hold up. I do know what it is. You know, you know, you know what. But I don't know what the abbreviation stands for. Autonomous? Yeah, bro. That's what I was going to say next. That's not that. <clears throat> no, ASMR, it could be anything. So when I opened the can of Trulies and you heard the, ah, like, that's ASMR. So like going like, that's ASMR? Sure. It can be if people like to hear your burp. Or if I just do this. Mm. That's a good one. This too. Like, re- relax, bro. It's like turning you on. Big chow. I think you're, uh, enjoy- what was that a uh, hall pass? You're enjoying this too much. Wait, I didn't watch like, Big Chow. I didn't watch. Bro, how do you? I played video games. Ask me about video okay, games. Okay, no, no, no. No one wants to know about video games. Everybody wants. To Maybe know in a different channel. But oh, hold up, different. You've channel. never seen hall pass. No. Owen Wilson, Jason Sudeikis. Never seen hall pass. No. Doesn't okay. matter who's in it. I still haven't seen it. I'll tell you what, Gabe. Abe's like I'm a classy bro. Gabe, there's some serious. Breaking news going on. What is going on with Silicon Valley Bank? Because I literally pull up Twitter, and the first thing I see is Silicon Valley Bank got taken over by the Fed. Mm-hmm. Well, federal regulators, FDIC. Apparently, this bank was close to going bankrupt. There was a bank run, and lost most of its money because everybody was trying to take their money out at once from where we're at right now. And obviously the news, you know, is constantly being updated, mm-hmm. but from where we're at, where we're at right now, the problem is 
The FDIC only insures $250,000 per account. Yeah. They can't insure more than that. Right? So that money's gone. It's impossible. There's no way. Well, it's not gone, but the statistic was, or the stats showed that the accounts with less than $250,000 were less than 3% of accounts in SVB. Which means that 97% of clients, of accounts, had more than $250,000. And a lot of these were startup tech companies, correct? That is correct. In fact, most of the client book that made up Silicon Valley Bank was from tech startups. Mm -hmm. And... Keep in mind, too, tech startups don't, I mean, people, people hear the word startup, they think, oh, they're brand new. Well, yeah, they might have been, quote, unquote, new, but you could be a tech startup and be five years in. Mm-hmm. You have, like, hundreds of employees, maybe even thousands, and still be considered a tech startup. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> a lot of these companies had hundreds of employees, right? A lot of them aren't going to be able to pay their employees next week. So that's one of the biggest concerns, right? The Fed hasn't necessarily come out and said, hey, we're going to bail you guys out. Don't worry. Yeah. Like they did back in 2008, Mm -hmm. right? They bailed the banks out. Mind you, these were bigger banks like Bank of America. Yeah. One of the largest banks, right? Yeah. But when you talk about banks like Silicon Valley Bank, who the average person like you or I or the middle class, we don't keep our money in Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. Keep our money at Chase. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Bank of America, Federal Credit Unions, Frost Bank, yeah, Frost Federal Bank. If you're in Austin, <clears throat> you don't keep your money in a in a in a bank that's known for tech startups, mind you. Roku, you know Roku, yeah, streaming, yeah, want to be Amazon, well, stick, Fire Stick. I mean, they've held their own pretty well. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot of money after the pandemic on their stock, but. They've held their own pretty well, still relevant. Apparently, they had close to $500 million with Silicon Valley. In bank. that bank? Yes. Holy shit. Basically, all of, their, all of their money. Well, I think it was 500 out of close to $2 billion. It's a quarter there. But, I mean, come on. That's 25%. Yeah. Imagine having 25% of your, of your total assets in one bank. And they're like, sorry. Don't have it no more. <laughs> uh, we can't give it back to you. Now, I did do some digging. I'm new to this. I'm not going to act like I'm a, you know, I know exactly what's going on with our banking system. Because mm-hmm. banks, I think, are very complicated at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And they're intended to be, right? There's a lot of unknowns. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes action that the average consumer does not know mm-hmm. right the average american so one of those things was that these banks they take bets mm-hmm. on the economic environment and where it's projected mm-hmm. in this case silicon valley they took a bet that interest rates wouldn't go up mm-hmm. or as high as they are now right obviously we're fighting inflation like it's like the final boss and we're like raising rates like crazy. Yeah. We're not done raising rates. The Fed has multiple meetings 
for the remainder of 2023. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the big picture, you're like, well, first off, we're not done raising rates. Second off, even if we were done raising rates, we're not going to be like, okay, guys, we're good. Inflation's gone. Time to lower rates. No. You hold rates at a ceiling where you understand and you see that inflation has been tamed mm-hmm. and it's no longer going up, right? Once inflation no longer is the problem, you start to lower rates, right? We're, no, we're nowhere near that, you know? The fact that we're seeing collapses of banks with over 300 billions of dollars is, is honestly concerning. I don't know, and I, am con- and I am worried. I don't know where the economic environment is going, but I do know this. People are saying, oh, we're not in a recession yet. We're not in a recession yet, but we're going to be. And it's like, I've been hearing this since last year. Yeah. Can, can this be the, 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 the start, so to say, of the new recession? This bank collapsing? Can this be the mark, the beginning of mark? I guess banks, so from what I saw, banks collapse all the time. They, banks not collapsing is kind of the, you know, in the minority here where, you know, the last two years, no banks have collapsed. But before that, there were several banks that collapsed in, you know, 2019 and 2018. Um, and so these banks collapsing is not really as startling as it has been with 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 this one granted 300 billion dollars a lot of money i mean i I guess i don't know what the total revenue of all these banks are but 300 or 300 billion i'm sorry um and i mean is is a pretty large bank sounds like you know well they were noted as the third largest bank in the u.s really yeah so I think Lehman Brothers was close to $600 billion, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And Adrian, if you want to Google that when you're done with your break. Come on, fact check. <laughs> Already micromanaging Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, uh, when you're done with your break, you mind Googling this? You only one? get one five-minute break per episode. <laughs> I'm a bold Vince McMahon. I don't have any. Yes, <laughs> Lehman Brothers. Can you spell that out for him? L-E-H-M-A-N. Brothers. And I hope you know how to spell brothers. Yeah, just put how much were they worth. Granted, you have a brother. How much was a bank worth? And this was back in 2008. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. you got it? 60 billion. No, I don't think that's right. Because it was larger. You said than this that. one was 300 billion. Well, yeah, it was what's, a lot. What's 60 billion in today's money? Well, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, I mean, but okay. In today's well, money, that's probably a good 150. But I, I do remember billion. seeing that it, it was larger than that. Um, and honestly, like, dude, even because it's over, I think it was like close to 350 billion, but. When you think about all that money and all those accounts and all those companies, and you think about like the possibility of them losing their money, right? Because keep in mind, less than 3% of accounts had less than $250,000, which, mm-hmm. which is FDIC insured. Mm-hmm. The FDIC can't, can't do fiddly squat about the rest of that. The 97%. Yeah, the 97%, which is like, money. oh, that's the whole bank, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, not give these people my money back. It only takes years. Mm-hmm. It could take years to give that money back. Let's assume the Fed doesn't come out and say, hey, 
we're going to bail you out. Mm -hmm. We got you. We're going to print money, quantitative easing. I mean, I feel like everybody expects that, mm -hmm. right? Because we saw it happen in the last recession. Yeah. But this time around, we have inflation that we're currently fighting and interest rates are sub 5% right now. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about the next Fed meeting, which is in about a week or so. They're going to be doing 50 basis points. If they do that, we're over 5%. Mm -hmm. So can we afford to print money right now? I mean, the more money we print, the more in debt we're making ourselves, you know? And the, 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 the problem with printing money is you're devaluing the US you know, your dollar. currency. Yeah. And if you're devaluing the money that you're printing, you're not making any money off of printing money. So you're essentially putting yourself more in debt. And the U.S. is what, $11 trillion in debt? No, hey, bro. It's like... How, how much is the U.S. in 30 debt? 30-some. Thank you. Okay. 31.3 trillion. Now we're talking. Now so, we're talking. I'm probably thinking 2008's number. Ooh, you know what? If the U.S. doesn't pay their debt, <laughs> I sure as hell... I'm going to stop paying my house. <laughs> Why pay anything? Uh, I'll be like, excuse me, sir. I'm going to get those calls, right, from the, the collectors. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm calling because you haven't paid your mortgage, blah, blah, blah. I'm be like, did you know that the U.S. has a debt of $31.3 <laughs> $31. trillion, which they are not intending to pay anytime soon? In fact, we're probably going to print more money because did you hear about something going back? <laughs> like, they're just going to hang up on me. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, we're not in a position to print more money. Mm -hmm. Simply, especially billions, bro. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. If we do that, inflation isn't going anywhere. Oh, yeah. It's going to get and, worse. And I mean, I don't Which know. Which inflation's at an all-time high as it is. What does our country look like with double-digit interest rates? I mean, everybody We've that has... Every, yeah, everybody that has a variable rate, they're going to foreclose again. There's going to be another... There's gonna, be, there's gonna be another large foreclosure base. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna turn into a buyer's market. It's gonna be great for people who aren't homeowners, that are gonna try to be homeowners. But at the same time, with the interest rates, you're not gonna be able to afford buying a home. So, it, man, it's well. To be fair, also when interest rates go too high, housing crashes, right? Yeah. Pricing has to come down. Yeah. And we haven't witnessed that yet. But let's say, let's say, just to make the math easy, you know, you have a five percent interest rate on a hundred thousand dollar house. You know, yeah. you're paying. There goes math again. You're paying five thousand dollars, right, in interest, whereas you um, it's okay. You have a twenty percent interest rate, and the house is only, you know, Jesus from right to twenty, Gabe. Okay, let's let's make it take it easy on us. If you have a ten percent interest rate, right? Okay, and, that's that's more on the reasonable <laughs> side, I guess. And and you're doing a uh, you know you're doing a hundred thousand dollar house. That's ten thousand. That's double the interest that you're paying in the same value of a home. So it's, yeah. you're basically throwing away more money towards these lenders and you know, for, for no return, for no equity. From the borrower's standpoint, right? The consumer standpoint, you're thinking, oh, well, if prices go down, I'm okay with interest rates going up. But the reality is if you break down your mortgage, how it's composed, right? Of the escrow, your mm -hmm. taxes, your interest, PMI, et cetera. And you look at what's actually going towards your principal. It's very low. Yes. Especially the first 10, 15 I mean, you're years. like, oh, okay, $400 is going to my principal. And then I have $800 going to interest? Wait a minute. Yeah. You're like, oh. That's on the low end. That's... But my mortgage is technically the same, so it's not that bad. Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't work, right? Yeah. Obviously, the way to go, and I'm not saying, oh yeah, high housing prices, low interest, low interest rates. But if I had to pick, I would definitely pick low interest rates every time. Yeah, and higher prices. Yeah. Because either way, with the lower interest rate, you're building more equity in into your home, so it's a win-win. Good point. So good point. Yeah, I love that. So where do we see the macro macroeconomic environment heading? And you know what? We're in March. Let's just play with these. Let's play with time. Where do we see going? Where do you see it going by the end of the year? It's tough to call, man. I'm 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 no I'm no uh, economic forecaster, but looking at the trends and the way things have been going, I mean everything's everything's going downhill. Inflation's still going up. Interest rates are going up. Property values are going down. You know, homeowners they're they're losing essentially losing equity with 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 the lower property values. Home buyers are paying more in interest, therefore they're not putting any equity into their home. And, you know, your groceries are going from three hundred to three hundred and twenty dollars to three hundred and forty dollars to three hundred and fifty dollars for a family. I mean and people aren't getting these cost of living adjustments for their employers. This money's not coming up out of thin air. People aren't having this money. They can't print money like the US can print money. So I mean, things things can get bad for clay Foreclosures are going to go up. Bankruptcy is going to go up, um, which is going to push interest rates even higher. It's going to push, you know, land values even lower. Um, people that are selling, they're going to be reluctant to sell because they're going to not get what they paid for in their homes. You know, exactly. It's, it's just a snowball effect, it's a scary. man. You know, everything, everything and everybody's going to suffer in some, you know, in, in one form or another. It's a scary environment for sure. And this is the first time I'm a homeowner. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> do I have anything to worry about when it comes to interest rates? Yes and no. Personally, I have a fixed interest rate, so always I'm good. I'm Gucci. But I still worry because with everything else comes a domino effect. And you mentioned groceries, right? That's just, that's just a byproduct of inflation, mm -hmm. right? Everything else. When you're in a recession, I feel like everything goes up. Mm -hmm. I remember our last recession, gas prices were at, Four plus dollars. Yeah, almost five dollars a gallon. And this was in Texas alone, right? Not California, not Hawaii. Where it was eight bucks a gallon. Yeah, something insane, but maybe even more. Just seeing how inflation really shows its ugly face, I feel like we haven't really seen that. Mm -hmm. Gas is pretty maintained for now. This is, in my opinion, the calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. And it's scary because a lot of people have called for, oh no, we already saw the bottom in June. Mm. or july in in terms of stocks and it's like you have banks collapsing bank runs right mm -hmm. you have large second largest crypto firms like ftx yep. losing billions of dollars right people aren't getting their money back what do you think this is going to do in continuation to the rest of the country right there's going to be a lot of people damaged at the end of the day mm -hmm. once the dust settles and we're not we don't even know when that when that timeline looks like right yeah. this could be 2024 end of 2024 maybe even early 2025 it's been going it's like a slow bleed mm -hmm. and this is why i say it's so scary because it's like we're not officially in a recession yet declared by the fed and i feel like they're doing that on purpose because they want us to know hey we know that it's going to get a lot worse okay. we don't know what that looks like but we know it's going to get a lot worse. So we don't want to tell you that we're in a recession now, because if you think that 
you're going to think, oh, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. Right? It's not. And it's like, no, bro. Especially this doesn't even take into consideration international relations, man. You know, with. Inter- yeah, internal affairs. Not, not, not only talking about the war, but I mean, even with, uh, you know, China, you know, its relationship souring with the U.S. And now they're starting to impose sanctions on the U.S. How much shit do we have manufactured in China? You know, and with with sanctions and with iPhone. yeah, with with <laughs> worsening relations, like those prices for pretty much everything's just gonna go up because China manufactures everything, you know, and you know you slave labor over there, man. You add to that on top of you know what we're experiencing here at home, and it's man, like who knows how low we can go, and not in a good way. No, you're right, and um, I'm scared, man. I'm scared for multiple reasons because I feel like, and there's a lot of people calling for not only another recession, but a worse recession than from 2008. Mm -hmm. At what point does it become a depression? Fact checker. What's the difference between a recession and a depression? The last depression was also in the 19, was it 1920s? It was like 1920s. Also check when the last depression was, Adrian. Holy shit. So basically, I don't know if they can hear that, but the recession lasts up to 18 months, Mm -hmm. which is... Economic downturn. Within two years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sounds right. Um, Depression could last years, which is... There's no ceiling. Yeah. This could last a very long time. This can. Yeah. It's just... There's there's so many factors that play into it at, at home and internationally, you know. Um, man, I mean, save what you can right now. Yeah. That's all I can say about that, you know. No, it's, it's and I know um, a lot of people can't save much because, yeah. like I said, with inflation, man, people have no buying power yeah. anymore. So, so going back to, I just really want to touch base on this because I feel like it's such an important. People need to know this, right? Mm-hmm. People need to know that we can't keep printing money at the rate that we have been. We can't keep saving banks. It's a failed system, right? In my life. When I make moves for myself financially to get ahead, mm-hmm. I don't do the same thing that's currently bearing me financially in debt. Because yeah. debt will slow you down. As an individual, mm-hmm. as a country, the only thing holding this country together with its current debt is that the U.S. dollar is the Federal Reserve currency. Mm-hmm. If that was not the case... I don't think we would be freely printing trillions of dollars every other year, right? I mean, what we did during COVID, during the pandemic, what was that, six trillion, something like that? Six to eight trillion? It was a ton. I mean, bro, like, we can't afford to bail any banks out. Yeah. SVB, I, we might revisit this podcast. I don't believe Silicon Valley Bank will be the only bank that is going to collapse throughout this economic downturn. Whether we end up in a recession or, hopefully not, a depression, that will not be the only bank. And if we're talking multiple banks, then we are talking trillions. Mm -hmm. And what do you think, you know, it being largely, you know, a bank with its reserves, you know, stocked with or filled with, with startup tech money, what do you what do you think that speaks for the the tech industry in general? <clears throat> well, it's going to kill the the startup in uh, startup tech specifically uh, industry for now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you don't have the money and no one's going to lend you the money, how are you going to start up your tech, yeah. tech company, right? And think about it. Um, Google's doing layoffs. Um, Everybody. Who else? Yeah, Facebook's doing layoffs. Twitter did all their layoffs when Elon Musk purchased it. Um, I don't know if Apple's doing layoffs or not, but, you know, all the major tech companies are doing layoffs. And, you know, this bank collapsing and all these all these small tech companies, you know, now that are going to be struggling because of it, you know, just like there's a trickle-down effect, it's going to trickle up as well, you know? Um, I, I I think it's just a bad sign all around for both small and big business. Yeah. No, you're right. Especially, and you know what? It's not even, I mean, you could say what you want about big business, like big corporations, like you named them, Tesla, Apple, like they're fine. They're going to survive. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Because what do they have as leverage? Their workforce. Nope. Oh, I guess we don't need 10,000 employees. Cut them. Mm -hmm. All right, we go. We just, we're good. Yep. You know, and it's like, it's kind of sad that that's the resort that they have to go to. But when you talk about small business or even just smaller companies or tech startups, like they don't have that kind of leverage. Yeah. They have zero leverage because they're starting up. They're still building. Mm -hmm. Right. So all these employees that work for startups that are under, that are funded, that have their funds under and their capital under Silicon Valley Bank, I think they may not get paid. And I, and, I, and I mean, it sucks because it's like those people, like that's worse than getting laid off. Because when you get laid off, at least, at least you get some kind of severance or, you know, like something, right? Yeah. But you get laid off to the degree where you're like, oh, sorry, we don't have your next paycheck and we can't pay you yeah, anymore. There's no severance. There's, you're going to rely on unemployment at that point, you know? Yeah. So, so okay, man, that was a real serious topic. It really was. Like, I'm still, I'm shaking, bro. Look at shake. Shake. Don't do that. <clears throat> I feel like, oh, man. You know what? Lighter note. Have you seen Chris Rock's new Netflix special? I have not. I've read about it a little bit. Okay. So I know that he talked about the Will Smith smack still hurting. The smack hurt around the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, hold on. Before I go into like, because I did watch it and I, I do want to share some without spoiling, I guess, the whole. Well, it's not spoiling because honestly, go watch the freaking special, man. It's so good. Chris Rock, one of my favorite comedians. This is one of his best stand-ups, and I think he really nailed it. So good, so funny, so raw, so so real, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he just keeps it 100. But um, my question to you was, you knew, you did see the whole Oscars, the the slap, how it went down. I know you know about it. It's that. only a good thing that's happened in the Oscars. And right? Forever. It was like, oh, there's ratings? <laughs> um, what was your opinion of that entire situation? There's a lot around that situation. <laughs> but what's your, what's your opinion? Uh... Man, I understand, you know, Chris Rock was saying shit. I mean, he's a comedian. He's going to say shit. He was saying shit about Will Smith's wife in front of Will Smith. So, yeah, I understand why he was feeling some type of way about it. Um, man, I, I couldn't tell you if I would act any differently or not if I were Will Smith. Because um, I'd be pretty pissed off about it. But Chris Rock was just doing Chris Rock things in the in in you know in the in the grand scheme of things. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, 
I'm pretty neutral. I don't, you know, Chris Rock was just being a comedian and Will Smith was just defending his wife, you know? Yeah. Whether, whether her history is good or bad or what she has or hasn't done, that's their business. But, right. you know, so I'm pretty neutral. I see both sides of things as far as that goes. Yeah. Good for you for being neutral. Here's my follow-up question. Mm-hmm. As a comedian who is hosting one of the most reputable ceremonies, events, whatever you want to call it, your job is to host, but your job is to be funny. Mm-hmm. People didn't hire somebody boring like Liam Neeson or Morgan Freeman to host the Oscars. Not that they're boring, but they're not going to make they're jokes. Yeah. They're not funny. We're going to be like, oh, it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> the Oscars are already slow as it is. Or it's like Morgan Freeman. Well, great voice, bro, but you know, I'm not going to laugh. Yeah. You got to make jokes. You got to get people, you know, keep, keep people's attention. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock is known for his jokes. He's known for comedian. He's known for all the raw stuff that he says. He's not afraid to say it. Yeah. So with that being said, put yourself in Will Smith's shoes for a second. <clears throat> you made the same joke about your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Will Smith or Chris Rock? No, no, I'm saying like you're in. So Will I'm Smith. Will Smith. You're Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You don't like Will Smith, but you're Will Smith right now. <laughs> I'm flattered. Keep my wife's... <laughs> Just kidding. Out your mouth. Um, when does it become an overreaction? Again, I'm, I'm, I 100% see both sides of this, so it's, it's hard to tell. That wasn't the question, Gabe. I know. Hold on. I'm, 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 answer the question, I'm Gabe. Get to the answer. People are wanting... What is this, a political debate? Relax. <laughs> and it's not political. Relax. It's not political. <laughs> it's... When does it become an overreaction? I'm getting to that. I don't. I don't think it was an overreaction what he did. Okay. I think it becomes an overreaction if he jumped on Chris Rock and he had to be pulled off or escort, escorted out of the Oscars, or you know, if there was some real violence that had happened. You know, um, should he have slapped Chris Rock? Probably not. Like he. Definitely should have said something if he was bothered by it, and he did, but he followed that up with a slap. He didn't give Chris Rock a chance to cut it out. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Chris Rock was just doing what Chris Rock does. He was yeah. making the Oscars bearable. Yeah. And, man, I mean, or Will Smith, I would have been pissed, you know? I, yeah. Like I said, I think it would have been an overreaction if they had to pull him off or something like that. But I don't think yeah. what he did was an overreaction. Yeah, it was a mm. it was a slap of passion. Man, I don't know about all that. <laughs> uh, what does that even mean? A slap of passion? It's just reacting on raw emotion, man. You know, it's yeah, it's an immediate response to to an emotional attack, basically. You know, mm, emotional attack. Okay. Taking mental notes here. Um, I sound like a psych- No, but what's interesting is hearing different perspectives on these types of situations, right? Mm-hmm. Do you change the reaction based off the environment that you're in? Or is your reaction not change, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of the environment that you're in. And again, when, when you talk about the environment, I'm talking about like you're on national TV, people around you, mm-hmm. it's cordial, Right. He's entitled, the comedian, the host, is entitled to make jokes, mm-hmm. right? That's his job. He's getting paid. 
he's not only making jokes about your wife, he's making jokes about everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personal, right? Like, yeah. all those things are there, right? Mm-hmm. You don't change that thought process when you're like, oh no, I'm gonna overreact for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mad because I'm gonna get mad and I'm gonna get on stage and I'm gonna slap him. Mm-hmm. So here's my counter question to that. Who's to say that he didn't change your response? What if his initial response was gonna be, I'm gonna beat the shit out of that motherfucker and he was gonna pop his ass, jump on top of him and and basically just go UFC on him, you know what I yeah. mean? What if what if he calm themselves down to just a slap you know is is it embarrassing mm. is it violent is it arguably excessive yes mm-hmm. but who's to say that he didn't calm himself down i mean you know regardless of what his wife him and his wife have going on in their personal life and whether yeah. or not they choose to make it public i mean it's still but well, they did make talking it public. A, yeah so but, we, we get to talk about it but they it, made it yeah, public exactly. <laughs> and they did but but the thing is too yeah. is like is like you know when somebody from the outside is talking about it and making fun making jokes about it right mm-hmm. um you know it's still a very personal thing it's still and who knows how will smith actually felt about it after the fact you know what i mean yeah so you know who's to say he didn't he didn't talk himself down before slapping Chris Rock? Yeah. No, and you know what? I love that because you're showing empathy towards somebody that we don't know. We don't know what they're going through. If they have any kind of mental health issue because of the hostility and infidelity that has gone on in their marriage mm-hmm. it's a in ton public of emotional trauma, yeah and it's like know? maybe some of it and you know what i honestly think this too i thought the reason why he blew up the way he did and you made a good point maybe he could have gone awol right because mm-hmm. maybe he could have seen, seen the red and then just kind of like bah, yeah right hammer fists yeah. <laughs> until the ref steps in but um i love will smith man and and, and here's the thing i love will smith Probably as much as I love Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that, I was, my heart was broken. I was so disappointed because I know he's better than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know him. I don't know Will Smith. I only know him from his rap career, his, his, his uh, movies, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know Will Smith, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people do. But... The reason I say that is because you can idolize somebody and then some, you see something like that and you're like, whoa, I guess I really never knew them after all. Mm-hmm. I think the fact of the matter is like, okay, maybe you didn't know that person, right? But let's also not hold them accountable to the highest degree. People change. People go through traumas in life. People go through emotional roller coasters, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody does. doesn't matter who you are. You could be an average Joe. You could be Will Smith. You could be Chris Rock. You could be anybody, mm-hmm. right? But when you're on the face of national TV, I don't think there's an off switch because you made a great point. He knew he was on national TV. He knows he's being filmed. But do you have the ability to turn that off when you have so much going on inside that you haven't dealt with, right? God knows what Jada has put him through. Mm-hmm. We saw her 
put him on the spot in that red table talk, <laughs> which I think we could all agree was, oh my god, that was, that was what's wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so fucking cringe. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I was like, and you know what's funny? And you know we could laugh about it now, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like not too soon, right? It's like <laughs> it does. It's in the back burner. Yeah. But that's why I love Chris Rock so much, is because not only does he keep it one hundred. He was able to take that entire situation and turn it into his own. Yeah. You know, he was able to take control. Maybe not in that moment. If you see that video and the video of him getting slapped, he's just like, whoa, that's a natural reaction. He was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. I just got slapped by Will Smith. Let me keep going, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. still trying to keep the show going. Everybody, everybody was like, was that stage? What was that, right? Yeah. But if you look, if you watch his stand up, which I know you will, mm-hmm. and you'll probably be like, you'll kind of see where I'm getting at. He talks about, you know, the aftermath and his thought process. Not only of Will Smith, but of everything that went on, right? Mm-hmm. And he talked, some of this stuff is, is hilarious, bro. Like, some, like him talking about like how, you know, everybody called Will Smith a, yeah, I'm gonna say it, I'm quoting. Everybody called Will Smith a bitch. Mm-hmm. Everybody, right? He starts name dropping people, whatever. He's like, everybody called Will Smith a bitch. He's like, and he hits me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but he made a great point because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of people did Will Smith dirty. Mm-hmm. They did him harm. They hurt him. Yeah. And the last person that really did hurt him was Chris Rock. But it's like, you're right. Maybe he caught him at the worst part of his boiling point And he, any little thing could have set him off. It's a right? straw that broke the camel's back. Yes, exactly. And right then and there, we saw the top blow off, mm-hmm. right? And we saw and we witnessed him lose it. He yelled at him. He got on stage. He slapped him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Could he have done more? Who knows, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, you can't undo what's been done. And then the best thing you can do in that sense is just try to be the best person you can be and let people know I'm a human being. Yeah. You know, I'm a human being and my life hasn't been easy with my, you know, my whole marriage situation. And I don't think he's done that. You know, I don't think he's really dug deep and come to the conclusion that it's okay. It's okay if your marriage isn't perfect. It's okay if your marriage is rocky, going through a rough patch, but you're still hanging on. It's mm-hmm. okay, bro. You're not the only one, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing that I think it become, it comes down to, like, whether he seeks therapy or whether he figures out, like, what he wants to do, like, for his own mental health, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, and this needs to be said, it's not acceptable to resort to violence of any kind, even if it's a slap, especially if you're in public, you know? I think it's a bad example to show of how you would handle things. And I I really want to point out how it's not even so much like, oh, you wouldn't defend your girlfriend or your wife. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Who said anything about defending? She needs to be, or they need to be defended before someone needs to decide, hey, I need to jump in and defend, right? And that's the thing is like, he decided on his own, oh no, she's being attacked. I need to defend. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't being attacked, you know? And you could say what you want about like, oh, like, yes, she was, bro. That was mean joke you know she's really going through that whole like is it alopecia Mm -hmm. like the reason why she's losing hair and it's like that's not funny and it's like 
But who knows if she told Will Smith something. I, I'll, I'll say yeah. this. Um, I'm, I'm not condoning the violence. However, I would bet money. I'm not a betting man at all. But I would bet money the vast majority of people would not have reacted any better to that than Will Smith did. That's a good point. You know, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that's... that's a, and when you say vast majority, do you mean like the average person? Just vast majority of people in general, okay. in the world. Not even like celebrities or... No, okay. anybody. Yeah. Think about it, man. How many times are there bar fights where, oh, that guy grabbed my girl's ass. Oh, that guy <coughs> tried hitting on my girl. Over little things like that. This guy and his wife and their relationships being criticized in front of millions and millions and millions of people. And has been criticized in front of millions and millions and millions of people. Do you think do you think the joke itself was where the line was drawn? Or do you think what was said? Like, so in other words, like he could have easily gone a low blow and joked about August Alcina being entangled with Jada. Because that's that's the real low blow, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the real, like, oh, you want to get Will Smith going? Talk about his son's friend, August Alsina, mm-hmm. entangled, right, with his wife. Yeah. Now, that's a low blow. Yeah. And that one, I feel like pff, a lot of people would get triggered. Bro. Like, whoa, you didn't just go there, bro. But again, who's, who's, like, who's to say where that line was for exactly. him in his mind? Exactly. Everybody has their own line at their own point, and everybody's yeah. different. You know what I mean? And like I said, his relationship and him and Jada, you know, have been criticized and made fun of for so long. You know, how much of that can you take? How much of it can you actually laugh at until it hurts? Yeah. And you just act out on, on that pain. Yeah. <clears throat> so you got to be, I mean, thankfully I am, but you, it's, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to be just a happy person deep down inside and be peaceful because there's a lot of external factors that can disrupt that piece, mm-hmm. right? I feel like if he was a happy person inside, like not even like saying, oh, with his wife, but just inside, mm-hmm. he would have never reacted that way. Yeah. Because I can speak on somebody who is internally a happy, peaceful person. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a lot of those situations right now where it's like, oh, my wife's freaking cheating on me with a guy that's like 20 years younger mm-hmm. who's my son's friend. You know what I mean? Like all these things, yeah. you know, it's like... I mean, the and a lot of the people that act the happiest or show that they're the happiest the most on the outside are the people that are hurting the most on the inside. Yeah, you're not wrong. So. I don't act happy on the outside. <laughs> I mean, I do, but not... not you're like, a happy guy. Right? Not like... I'm not like in your face. Like, oh, I'm hap- <laughs> so happy. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy. I'm always happy, guys. I'm such a happy boy. Um, that is that. But going back to Chris Rock, man, like that Netflix special, it's up there. I mean, he, this guy talks about everything. Like, one thing I really appreciate about Chris Rock is how raw he keeps it, how 100 he keeps it. Mm-hmm. One of the things he talked about was was abortion, which I know is such a touchy subject, mm-hmm. but I hate that it's such a touchy subject. For the sole fact that it's like we, and I say we because in the state of Texas, they've illegalized it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I don't know your stance on abortion. I haven't asked you. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that when it comes to 
when it comes to the women's body, mm-hmm. women's, excuse me, it should not be up for debate. It should not be like, hmm, should they be allowed to have an abortion? You know, blah, 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 blah. Should we legalize that? It's like, dude, it's not your body. Yeah. Like, you don't know what they went through. You don't know where they're at. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's free. You don't just walk in a clinic and just grab a ticket and then, yeah. you know, it's like, this is a big deal. Like, so he talked about that and it was like, yeah, I agree. Like he was on the, you know, he talks about being pro-choice, pro-life because he has yeah. daughters. And it's like, he's a little bit of everything. And it's like, no, I agree, bro. But you're not going to legalize abortion, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's just not the answer. Yeah. And yeah. see, I have no opinion on it because I'm a woman. I don't have that right to have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I, I feel like the reason I speak out on it is because not, not again, not a woman either, mm-hmm. but I think more men need to speak on it when it's already become an issue. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't an issue, then okay, why are you going to speak on it, right? But that's the thing is like men have chosen to speak on it. The wrong men have chosen to speak on it and have chosen to legalize it. And it's like, you know, it became, it became a thing. In All Texas. this would be fixed if people would mind their own business. Yes, I agree. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. Who is it? Joey Swole. Mind your <laughs> own business. Joey Swole. wonder how many people know who Joey Swole is. He's got a big following, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so everybody just mind their own business. And I think a lot of things would be <clears throat> fixed that way. Man. Yeah, no. Obviously, uh, there's, there's, there's things... This is just a whole nother rant, but there's real quick. There's things that 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 you shouldn't have, you know, that people don't need to mind their own business on. But there's a lot of things that people should just mind their own business. And if it doesn't affect you, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So, all I gotta say about that before we go off topic too much. No, no, no. I love that, and I want you to to speak more on that because there is. I think there is a thing as like when is it okay to like not mind your own business you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when is it okay to like like if you look to the right and you see a whole village on fire is it okay to mind your business or do you want to go see if you can help out obviously the analogy i'm choosing yeah yeah i mean that that that's going to speak on the type of person that you are right the people mm-hmm. that are going to mind their own business in that situation where you know, not minding your own business and helping out is for the greater good of humanity and the preservation of life, then yeah, obviously you shouldn't mind, you shouldn't be minding your own business. But hey, if you're minding in your own bu- your own business in that type of situation, you have a lot of other issues. At hand. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I think, I think that'd be a great topic for uh, maybe one of the next episodes. Yeah. I mean, we can, bro. It's not going anywhere. Obviously, abortion is still illegal in Texas. Don't come to Texas. Oh, no, not just abortion, but yeah. mind your own business in general. We can go off on a oh, tangent yeah, about that. Your you know what I mean? in general, shit. Yeah. Um, one of the other things um, Chris Rock talked about in that special real quick was selective outrage. Because mm-hmm. um, he talked about how, like, oh, everybody's woke now. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's woke. They're woke to, like, certain things or topics and whatnot. Yeah. And he talked about how, like, it's all like what upsets him the most is not so much like certain things that people are woke about, whether it's, you know, like, Oh, black lives matter or the the LGBTQ community, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like the selective outrage. 
Yeah. And I love that because I think we've witnessed a lot of that in the last few years and even now where people, the ones that make the most noise, the loudest people are the ones that are victims or not victims, but they're literally the, they're the face of selective outrage, mm -hmm. right? The protagonist. Like, yes. And it's like, if you're going to be upset about something, be upset about it. No. You know, hey, be an activist, whatever. Be consistently <clears throat> upset about it across the yes. board. Yes. Don't just be like, oh, like, like one of his one of his examples was, like, oh, you'll listen to Michael Jackson music still, but you won't listen to R. Kelly. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah. And like, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't care who I look. Look, Kanye West is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, he's crazy. He's got his mental issues. I don't know what's going Definitely on with him. Severe mental issues. But do I still listen to Kanye West? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll fucking jam that shit on the radio. I'll put that shit in the gym. <laughs> when it all, it all falls down. Should be a singer, bro. Can't hit those notes right now. <laughs> you should have warmed up your voice. <clears throat> you know, I used to... Um... What's the, what does the padding do? Never seen a Wolf of Wall Street? You're supposed to be... You're supposed to be... Wolf of Wall Street. You're supposed to be speaking from your diaphragm, not from your chest. Wolf of Wall Street. No, I haven't seen it. Th that's why I know you don't know where that's from. Leonardo DiCaprio, right? For everybody who doesn't know, Gabe doesn't watch movies. Watch some. I've already... I watched a Spongebob movie. Of course, because you're a Spongebob <laughs> fan. I've already named dropped like three really good movies and Gabe's like, I've never seen I've seen Hangover. <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. He's never seen Hall Pass. Yeah, I haven't. Same. I've seen... Hasn't seen Wolf of Wall Street, which is Leonardo DiCaprio classic. That's a solid movie. Mm -hmm. Solid. Uh, Did we just become best friends? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. I have a stepbrother, or it's Nicole's, but I have a, a stepbrother's <laughs> cup inside. That's right. Yeah, we just became best friends. That was late. That's from the movie. That was too late. Man, see, my memory is not great. When I recall things from movies, it's way after the fact, or it's when it's not relevant. It's one or the other. I love movie quoting, bro. What's your, what's your, I'm going to say of all time, but what's one of your favorite movies? Hmm. Interstellar is my favorite movie of all time, by far. That's a great movie, Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll jam that. I'll I'll jam that soundtrack all day, every day. I don't think I've heard that soundtrack. Symphony, symphony music orchestra. Can you hum it for us? No, because I don't remember it. You said all day. I'll jam it. I didn't say I'll play oh, it. Here we go. <laughs> what do y'all think about Gabe? Is he is he capping? Is he lying right now? Is he telling the truth? Mr. Kappa 3000. So Interstellar is your favorite movie. Mm -hmm. One of your favorite movies. No, my favorite movie. Okay, okay. So that's like without a doubt. Like up here oh. and then anything else I could think of down here. Anything else you could think of? What what else? Uh uh da 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 da. da. Tears of the Sun's a good movie. Um, Saving Private Ryan's a really good movie. Uh, I love war movies. Black Hawk Down is badass. I can tell. No, <laughs> oh, war movies. Full Metal Jacket. Oh, that's such a good one. Oh, yeah. It's a little effed up, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good movie. Um, one of mine that I could think of, Christopher Nolan, Batman. Um, sorry, I haven't seen it. Dark Knight. I haven't seen it. You've never seen... I didn't even say which, which, which Batman. I haven't seen any of the Batman. Oh, my Nights. God. Perfect. I've seen Joker. Perfect. That's the one with the Joker. Heath Ledger. No, the actual Joker movie. 
Oh my god! Seen the Joker movie? You've never seen. Talk about a movie of depression, but you've never. Yeah, right. You've never seen a single Batman movie. Nope. DC is so cheesy to me, man. I like Marvel movies better. I need somebody else in here, <laughs> bro. I'll be the fact checker. Adrian could be the co-host. Come on, bro. Seriously, how have you never? People need to know this. People need to know who you are. <laughs> no way. How do you go? How life? do you go your whole life? 33 years of life. Two. 30, yeah. whatever. 33 years of life without watching a single Batman movie. Not even the old ones. Jack Nicholson days. Matt, uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton days. I don't know. I just play video games. Jesus. Christ. I haven't played video games in a while, but that's, that's, that was my thing was playing video games, not movies. So instead of watching movies growing up, you just play video games. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what would you play? Uh, Diablo 2 is my favorite game of That's all time. That's a good time. one. Would you put the PC? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, Skyrim. Amazing, amazing game. So many really hours good. put into that. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Time-consuming. Java-based game on the browser, RuneScape, was one of my favorite games of all time. I know that one was big. Yeah, it was huge. What? Why? Um, I know Minecraft was one of them, too. I never liked Minecraft. But a lot of people, like, Minecraft. said, like, it was, like, so, like, just... Like one of the biggest, just a sandbox builder game. I know, but do do whatever you want, whenever you want. That's but it, the... that became really just one of the biggest games, right? Mm-hmm. For a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe not. not even maybe not kids. when you were growing. Not even up. just kids, yeah. just people in general. Uh, Grand Theft Auto is amazing. GTA, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! Here we go again. Yeah. Battlefield Three, Battlefield, Battlefield, two. Call of Duty, uh, Bad Battlefield Bad Company, Call the original Call of Duty and the original. <laughs> <clears throat> the original COD three, Modern Warfare, and Modern Warfare two. Those were the heydays yeah. of Call of Duty, man. The newer uh, ones? No, 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 no. The older ones. The the fir- the original Modern Warfare and the original Modern Warfare two. You don't like the new ones? All right. I never played Black Ops two. Not Black Ops two. I didn't. Well, then I gave it to you. I never played it. Nah. Modern Warfare. That that set that set the tone for the whole genre. First person shooter. So. Y- Okay. Arcade style. Do you still play? I know you still play. No, I don't really play Call of Duty. I, I I buy it. I buy it, and I don't play it. No, not 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 so much Call of Duty, but oh, video games. Yeah. Right now, uh, I play PC. I don't play console because I don't want to play the, pay for right. the subscriptions. But Squad, it's kind of like a tactical squad based war game. Um, Flight Simulator. I've always played. That's always been one of my favorite games. Is Flight Simulator. Okay. Because my dream is always to be a pilot. Future pilot. I could see that. I could see you flying a plane. Future pilot. I could see you being Denzel. I'll fly you anywhere, Abe. Flipping the pilot, flipping the plane upside down. I'll fly you anywhere. I know you haven't seen that movie, but I'll fly you anywhere, romantic. Fly me to Belize, (laughs) but bring me back. They speak English there. Fly me to Mexico where the drug cartels are. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) We talked about that the last episode. If y'all watched. I know they did. Don't ask them <laughs> if. We got we to gotta know that our listeners, our audience, has watched every single episode up to this point. Yeah, our fans are loyal. Yeah. And we're loyal to y'all. Very loyal. Well, I think that's a wrap. What do you think, Gabe? I think that's a wrap from the shack, man. That is a wrap. You didn't do that last episode, and, and I had to do it to myself. It didn't feel very good. Either way, you can follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can catch us on every major podcast streaming platform. I got you. That's a tongue twister, man. Just man I, always look, get it I, so think, I think let's do this. How about we do this? Guys, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple. Stitcher. 
iHeartRadio. And then what do you Google Podcast? You're like, okay. YouTube. We, no. we, we now post our full episodes on YouTube. <clears throat> you're going to find us on YouTube. Please, 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 please subscribe and like. And comment. <clears throat> Engage with us. We'll, yeah. We always write back because there's not very many people to write back to. Yeah. And, but we will um, always try to write back whenever, whenever we have 13 billion followers. That's a lot of followers. Did you say 13 billion? Mm-hmm. 13 billion. Not yeah. 13 million. Yeah. So we're just going to go from like 13 to 13 million. In the future, there's going to be 13 <laughs> billion people on this planet, and they will all follow us. <clears throat> all right, guys. Appreciate the love. Thank you again. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. See y'all later, man. Peace.